Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Let Tanitra speak. That's what I'm saying. Welcome back to the morning shift. You guys are listening to the press conference yesterday of Raheem Morris. Tanitra's about to ask a question. They cut her off and went back to Dukes and Bell, the end of the press conference right there. And I, and I audibly, because I was doing my other gig yesterday, I audibly said, what the blank? I wanted to hear from my girl Tanitra. But that's, that's life in the big city, I guess. You remember what question she asked? It was uh, what, she, what, he, what he thought about the roster. Because I don't know because I didn't get to hear it. They cut her well, off. Well, at that point, you're probably an hour in. We're about, uh, we're about 50 minutes. That was, I, I, I don't know that I could have gone as long as Raheem did because there were some questions that were similar, not to Nietzsche's, but there were some questions that seemed like that after 15 minutes, might kind of ask again well, in well, a different way. And I know Raheem was sitting there, you know, he's talking about the, the process and other things. And it just, I would have, I would have gotten numb to it, I think. Well, there are a couple of uh, TV people that asked um, repetitive questions. It already been in, yeah. but sometimes when you're working in TV, though, you need to get that answer again to make sure you have it for what you're trying to put together. So maybe is that, and uh, they were aware of the uh, temperature of the room at the time. But anyway, Dukes and Bell sat down with the coach yesterday, and they asked him about the notion of a fresh start. You know, the funny part about the whole thing is like it's not looking like the Rams. It's not necessarily looking like we looked in Atlanta when we won in 2016. Right, it's looking like what best fits us. Right, what Terry's been a part of building, what the people have been a part of building that have been here. Like, let's build on that. Like, Quinny used to say this all the time to you guys. Like, I'm interested in you telling what people can do, not what they can't. Right, so let's get out there and find a way to find out what people can do. Let's find out what we look like. What's our best personnel group, and how do we get on the field and play with t- timing, tempo, and rhythm, and routine, and be able to go out there and do that thing at a consistent basis at a high level. Like, I, I get so fired up talking about this stuff. Because of the stuff that we've learned over the years and the mm. things that we've been a part of and being on both sides of the ball, man, I can't wait, right? And let's you've get, been on both sides of the ball, too, which is a big selling point with that when you interview. Let's, let's get in the lab and let's, let's, let's figure out what we do best and let's go do it. Talking about uh, a lot of different things, you know, when it comes to like last year, this last season, you did a hell of a job with the Rams defense. Appreciate right? that. Nobody can name not like half the guys on that defense to start the season, and you guys turn that into again. That gets back to what can we do, right? What what guys can play, and I always say, can they play? Like, can these guys play or not? That gets back to our mentality, right? It it really does, right? Last year, it wasn't about the expectation that anybody set for us. It wasn't about the roles that anybody put on our guys, right? Those guys went out, accepted their role, they did it at a high level, and they got us into position to go out there and get the ultimate goal, right? We didn't finish the deal, right? Mm -hmm. We couldn't finish the deal. We didn't finish it, right? Whatever the case may be. But I am so proud of that group. And that's the type of effort, the energy, the enthusiasm, the edge that I want to instill in our group because we can do it. Why? Somebody has to win. Why not us? (laughs) I love it, man. We're talking to our new coach, man. This is Raheem Morris with us live on Dukes and Bell. Talking about the defensive philosophy. Now, for guys who don't remember, because I know that as we've got some nice pieces, we've got some veterans, obviously, you know, we did a nice job in free agency. You got a piece like Jesse Bates to use right now. So getting after it, what, what's the plan? It's it's definitely the getting after it mentality, right? But you got to build it, right? And, like, when you talk about it, Dukes, you got to talk about it being from a physicality standpoint. you got to talk about controlling the ball. And you got to talk about an execution phase that is just bar none, better right. than anybody else. And if those things happen along with our fundamentals, we can't be stopped, right? What are those things called? Those call our pillars to our program. So you can go offense. You can go defense, special teams. However you want to look at that. That's what it's got to start. When you sit down in your seats, that's what you want to see. And when you see those things, you'll like the results. It's more about the process than the actual result, but the process is going to get you to the results that you want. All right, Rob. So why don't you keep it real with us real quick. Let's go, baby. <laughs> uh, little Birdie told me 
you blew them away in the interview. <laughs> what did you do? Because you were going up against all these other guys that we were right. talking about, right. the Bill Belichicks of the world and all these other guys, and I hear he blew us away. And I'm like, what? What did you say? And what, what did you do? That Did you walk out of there and feel like, yeah, I have the job. I know I've got this job. No. I mean, um, you go through that process and you present your best self. And that's all I can do. I can be the best version of Raheem Morris when I walked in that room. That's what I tried to do. And I wanted to go show a collaborative form of a guy that wanted to win a championship with you guys, right? And that's what I wanted to show. I wanted to be a people-first organization, a people-first run, and I wanted to show that. And I wanted to be collaborative with the guys that were in the room, collaborate with the guys that we're going to add to the room, and I wanted to let that show at the highest level. And when I walked out, you just felt like this is a group that you want to do it with. Mm. And that was important to me. Right. I was interviewing them just as much. They was interviewing me. And I wanted to make sure it was done the right way. We talked about the reaction uh, around the league. So many guys were excited. Everybody from, you know, certainly Grady here. Grady Jarrett was stoked. And, you know, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, Mike Tomlin. Sure. Guys are saying this is the dude who should have been hired a long time ago. So, I mean, as Carl said, I mean, the, the, the growth, the things you pick up along the way. But this team, it just seems like this team is it's we talked. We said earlier to Terry, there's a lot of things that are really happening with this team. You know, you can, some other teams are in the league, you got a lot. You don't have a great running back. You don't have these skilled position guys, a big safety like a pro bowler like Jesse Bates. you got a lot of pieces to play with. You know, what happens at the time is supposed to happen, right? right? Mm-hmm. That, that when, when you upset yourself is when you think you should get something, you deserve something that you didn't get yet, right? It happens when it's supposed to happen. I'm going to be the same person every day. Like, you know, Sean McVay talked about this, right? I set out an intentional way how I'm going to plan my day and how I'm going to come into the building every single day. And that's all I can do. That's the part I can control. Like, let's control the controllables, and now we got some pieces that we can control. How excited can you be? Right. It's, it's exciting. Um, you, you did talk about today in the presser about Atlanta, understanding the city, understanding the importance of becoming the first black full-time head coach, understanding the vibe and what this city needs. I also think that was important. I mentioned this. I said, listen, it, it's not the everything of this press conference because there are so many other things. But I do think it's important to acknowledge that and understand that. And a lot of people said this, Rob. Like, we need a guy that gets Atlanta and understands Atlanta. And I'm like, whoa, we got that. This is the dude. (laughs) We we just got that. Duke, it is the representation of greatness, right? This city has been born on greatness. It's been born on black power. It's been born on people doing the right thing and and really just having this attitude and this mentality that we're going to be great. And it's got to be the representation of greatness. And, like, I want to represent us in the right way. I want to represent everybody in the right way. And it shows across the board no matter what you are, race, creed, color, whatever it is. That's right. And, like, I just think, like, the fact that this process went down and it was not about anything other than the best coaches, Hmm. I thought that was the coolest part about it. I agree. Hire the best guy and, and let's go. And, oh, by the way, he happens to be who he is. Right. It's Raheem Morris here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hofstra, stand up. How's your Hofstra people, people yeah. treating you? You know, it's really cool. You know, we drop football, but I still get a chance to talk to my guys. You know, you know, you're talking about Steve. You talk about Wayne, some of my buddies that I play with. You know, Vaughn Sanders and some of those guys that are just calling me, blowing my phone up. But it is pretty cool when you talk about where you come from and some of the things you've done. I'm bringing a Hofstra alum back with me, right? Getting a chance to you bring are. back Lance Shelton. You are. So, like, I'm fired up to be able to do those things. I'm fired up to be able to to represent Hofstra in the finest way. I talked about North Jersey today. Right. And now you're talking about your Long Island stint and what you've been able to do there from a school standpoint. Right it's just really, really a cool deal. Yeah. Just a bartender right down the street, Carl. No, it, <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, <laughs> right, it right is cool. Yeah, I, man. No, but we, we talk so much about, you know, culture. And I, I, there's buzzwords in the business. But, I mean, I think we're getting a lot of feedback from guys right now on the text line saying, 
I want to play for Coach Rock. I want to suit up. Well, Guys, yeah, yeah, they literally hitting well, us up right now. Some of these dudes will need a defibrillator, Carl. You'll appreciate their passion. <laughs> but that's that's exactly yeah. what they're yeah. saying. But that's what, I mean. But as Carl said, to get get the city and like I said, I mean, it just seems like this team is poised right now. You're getting at the right spot, but now to put your stamp on it. And, and what, now, what do you expect from your players, by the way? What do you what do you expect from your guys? I just talked about the word. Everybody used the cool word culture, right? What does right. that really mean? Culture is really what's happening when you're not there, Coach. Mm. What are your players doing? How are they representing the community? Mm-hmm. How are they representing themselves? You know, what do we bring back to the table? Like, that that's what the real culture is when I'm not around. That's who we are. That's who we got to be. Yeah, I uh, – and by the way, you know, we, we've all done these uh, – we've talked about this this group that was in D.C. together, right? And now, sure. how, and now how all of you guys, you know, from Sean McVay, Bobby Slowick, yourself – uh, Kyle, I mean, all these guys. That that group, by the way, Keep guys, going. Mike was McDaniels. McDaniel's was <laughs> right. all in in Washington together as right. young guys, early you know, twenty ten, somewhere around there, early two oh nine, and all you guys now are head coaches. All you guys have flourished, and I'm just. Did you think when you were with those guys that all this would yeah. take place? It was funny because this actually came up before we actually became head coaches, and and Mike Tomlin talked about it with myself and Sean McVay. He said, when we were in Tampa, we had a youthful arrogance about us. Mm. And he said he felt that same vibe in D.C. You know, when we were all together, it was a competitive, youthful arrogance where you just knew you were around great people with great times, with great information, with experts at their position mm-hmm. that just wanted to compete every single day and be the very best self. And, like, that's the type of environment you want to create. Right. Right. Is there any one lesson, one thing off the top of your head that says the biggest thing that's changed in you or you haven't changed, just the circumstances have changed or the vision is still the same, but now you fine-tuned it? You better be changing every single day. You either get better or you get worse. And I think the fact that I was able to take the lessons from here, being a big part of listening, part of Arthur's culture and what he brings, I think that was a huge part for me, right? Having to take that to the Rams, talking about listening and then taking some of the stuff from Sean McVay and the we might, we not, me might need mentality. Right. And, and really it all boils back to what Arthur said in the beginning. It's people first. You want a Super Bowl? What's it feel like? Because we want one. That is outstanding. We want one, Rob. I, and I, I'll, tell, I'll tell this. Forget telling you. I'll tell the city, right? It is the best feeling in the world when that confetti's falling on you is for you. And it is a dynamic moment, and it is something that I want to see for this city. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Rah, brah. Just win, baby. Yeah. Say all the right things, I know. Iron sharpens iron, all gas, no brakes. Oh, wait, that's the other guy who uh, has a gig up in uh, D.C., by the way. There you go. All I right. think he was. I think he was careful for the most part not to bring up too many Dan Quinnisms because you spent a lot of time with the guy, and we talked about it yesterday. Dan Quinn had a successful run here. No matter did. what you want to say about him, he had a successful run here. There was only one time that I think he brought up something that kind of Dan Quinn taught him along the way in the presser. A lot of it was about his relationship with Sean McVay. He was also, you know, talked very highly of Rich McKay, um, but. I think I think for the most part he was almost he was almost easy not to go the route of well Dan used to say this and it's, <laughs> you know I mean like that would have been an easy slam dunk it was almost like he was like nah not gonna go there nah no no uh, reason to do that well we have some Dan Quinnisms uh, coming up in the huddle what did you say about uh, Dan Quinn's presser yesterday what is Dan Quinn well it just sounded familiar to me like everything sounded familiar just it was just like so Dan Quinn 
It was just so Quinn. It was uh, and I love DQ. I, I have a good relationship. I mean, we we spoke uh, a couple weeks ago, and it just it was I was I was sitting there listening. And I was like, God, it takes me back to like 2017 or 16 or 15. Like just hearing the way he talked. You know, Raheem used the word pillars quite a few times. I noticed yesterday. Uh, what, but but you know, the thing is, is for all the people that have complained about when Dan called plays for a while for the defense, which really wasn't as much as people uh, realize, and then Arthur calling plays for three years, Dan said it yesterday in his press conference, and then Raheem said it in, in, in ours. I'm, ma- I'm, I'm coaching both sides of the ball. You know, Zach Robinson is going to call the offensive plays. Jimmy Lake's going to call the defense. And that's what we're doing. And we're not. And then somebody asked, which I thought was kind of a weird question. Well, Jimmy Lake's never called defensive plays. And Raheem did a good job saying, well, actually, you know, he called uh, tons of defensive plays in, in college. And, and he was a head coach. And, and he's been in the NFL for years off and on just because he hadn't called plays over here. He knows how to call plays. You're still calling a defense. You're still going against an offense. So Zach Robinson is one that's never never called plays, yep. but no one had a problem with it when they wanted Matt LaFleur in here. And and this guy just came from Sean McVay and coach quarterback. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. All it we can talk all we want about how impressive and how balled in and how he won this and that in the press conference. Terry Fontenot said it. We thank Desmond Redder and Taylor Heineke for their contributions, but we've got to upgrade the position. And that is what the number one thing this offseason is. No doubt about that. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends, come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.